This is a franchise struggling to renew itself for a new generation. Star Wars, Universal Monsters, Universal Universe, DC Comics, and on and on and on. Dragon Ball jumped the shark over 20 years ago and has never stopped jumping. Here comes the retcon to rule them all. It's time for Broly. Again, with Dragon Ball Super Broly. Don't go Super Saiyan just yet, because you're listening to a kind of garbage podcast, Movie Edition. My relationship with Dragon Ball was pretty much when I was a kid exclusively watching Dragon Ball Z. I I had not watched the original Dragon Ball and I had only seen the English dubbed version of Dragon Ball Z. And I pretty much stopped right at the end when it ended. So my knowledge of Dragon Ball pretty much starts at the beginning of Z and then ends right at the conclusion of Z. What about you, Adam? My history with Dragon Ball goes back to the when they aired the original 13 episodes. I think YTV aired them in like Saturday mornings at, I want to say 5.30, like it was early. I also had a friend from Vietnam who had relatives that had Dragon Ball Z tapes of the movies subtitled in Vietnamese. So we got to see Dragon Ball Z well before it was ever dubbed in English, which I think a lot of people either start on the original Dragon Ball 13 episodes or from watching the Dragon Ball Z dub. But my history goes a little bit like the same with Dragon Ball, but a little bit further back with Dragon Ball Z. One of the tapes that I actually got from my friend, actually, I think two of them were the two first Brawley movies. So that character is near and dear to my heart, how he's represented in those movies. And whenever I, I watch Dragon Ball, the moment I see a picture of it, I'm thinking of those Japanese screams, the grittiness to the actual film from the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. With Dragon Ball Super Broly, it shits on everything that preceded it in the way that the character was represented. The story, it's a refresh for a new generation. So that's like, as I'm watching it, I know that this isn't for me. It's for the little kids who might be scared of how violent the original show is because this one, I don't think you see any blood in it. You don't see any like decapitation, arms being ripped off. You don't see the more mature side of Dragon Ball in this. Okay. I think this is where things are going to get interesting because I am going to take a pretty hard counter to that stance and say that this is probably the first piece of Dragon Ball media I've seen in a while where I actually was interested in it. And I thought this was good. (laughs) It's 100% fair because this is made for like there is fan service in this for longtime fans, for people who are familiar with the franchise that haven't lived with it for like 20 plus years Mm -hmm. i had seen z from start to finish and i had seen i think i had seen most of the movies so i was aware of broly i wasn't a huge fan of him as a character we talked about this earlier i didn't realize that broly had so many movies about him i know there was there's the original dragon ball z broly movie and then there's a sequel is the sequel called broly returns in english i believe it's called broly's second Second Coming. coming yeah and then there's one called bio broly right i don't know to me kind of starts getting into like the almost like the godzilla house of 
how do we take a character and like use it, but make it new where instead of giving them any more character development, they're just like, okay, this time it's radioactive. This time it's a cyborg. That's kind of how Dragon Ball Z sold Broly to me. And I never really liked that as part of the character was he never really developed. He just kind of got add-ons to him. This movie takes place in what's called Dragon Ball Super, which is a sequel. It's a series that's a sequel to Dragon Ball Z. And the series creator, Akira Toriyama, has come back to give input into the series because there was some Dragon Ball Z media that came out in the 20 years after Z that he had no part of, correct? Yeah, he he did the character designs for Dragon Ball GT, but didn't contribute to the story itself. Okay. Now I could be wrong, and please send send fans slash. Yeah, let us let us know. I liked it. I mean, I'm not familiar. I didn't watch Dragon Ball Super. I kind of went into this vaguely remembering the plot of Dragon Ball Z Broly. I read a little bit of a a catch-up guide on what Dragon Ball Super is about and kind of where the characters are at. I jumped into the movie with only like old experience with Dragon Ball Z and it did it. It it was pretty welcoming. Like I, I didn't turn, I didn't turn on the movie and immediately go, I don't know who these characters are. or I don't know what setting this is. With the introduction to the movie, it does, it, it gives you like a little nice catch up. Well, it gives you catch up for the series. But even as someone who I, I stopped watching Dragon Ball after Z, I, I didn't dive in the GT. I saw the two movies in theaters, um, Resurrection F and Battle of Gods. Okay. I didn't have any interest in Super. Okay. Uh, I Yeah, I, I don't really have an interest in Super. And even like... When I heard that they were doing Dragon Ball Z Kai, which was like, uh, uh, you you said it's like a refresh of the series. I kind of look back at it and go like, it's 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 almost too big for me to go back and revisit. Like it's it's just so big. I'm glad I watched it when I was younger and I I I enjoyed it and I enjoyed following the stories, but it's too big now for me to go back and and rewatch and get caught up on. I liked the the little bit of catch up at the start of the movie. Uh, I read I read a couple synopsis of the other super movies, the Resurrection F and what's the other one? Battle of Gods. Battle of the Gods. So essentially Resurrection F is Frieza, who is a villain from Dragon Ball Z, has now come back to life. And Battle of the Gods is basically means that Goku and Vegeta, Goku's the protagonist and Vegeta is kind of his be like a friendly rival yeah like a a rival to goku they've basically reached like a new level of their powers so i don't need to see those movies i kind of got the gist of it i was kind of curious to see i had heard you and another friend of ours connor discussing the fact that dragon ball z or dragon ball super broly has pretty much retconned the Broly movies out of the canon of Dragon Ball. And it's with that said, the Dragon Ball movies, none of those movies are canon. They're all what if stories. They're offshoots. None of them actually fit in the timeline. Oh, really? Yeah, of the comic books or the TV shows. That's why I can't be like 100% upset of what they do for this. But when you're taking a what if character and you're implanting that into the canon, then I, I feel like I can have issues. Oh, for sure. I, I think we kind of talked about whether or not we were going to do this movie on the podcast because it's a, it's an animated movie at the very end of 
uh, an anime series that's already how old is it like almost 40 years now 35 years yeah, yeah like it, it's old and we've decided to review the latest piece of it so like we're kind of skipping everything and jumping straight to the end but I think the reason I was excited to watch this and talk to you about it was I kind of had a gut feeling I know you're a bigger Dragon Ball Z fan than me I had a gut feeling this was going to be a movie that really kind of kicked dirt at you and <laughs> you were gonna you were <laughs> gonna have a hard time enjoying because of some of the changes made so I was I I'm curious I enjoyed the movie I thought it was fine I'm curious to talk to you about it just to see what irked you about it and and what they did to your precious Dragon Balls. I know that whenever it's listened to, Connor will be laughing because he told me that when he went and saw Deadpool 2 in theaters, my favorite X-Men or X-Men universe character is Shatterstar. Yeah. And when Shatterstar got cut up by the helicopter blades, he was the only one who burst out laughing in the theater. And his friends are like, why are you laughing? He's like, oh my God, Adam's going to be so mad. And I was mad. Yeah. And I watched this movie and I feel like I'm equally as mad because everything is turning up Millhouse in this for me. <laughs> Every single thing I like about Dragon Ball, this retcons it, this shits on it, and it leaves me super angry. And whenever people ask me, oh, what do you recommend like to read or watch of Dragon Ball? I tell them, read the color manga from Dragon Ball Z. Like you can read Dragon Ball, it's fine. But if you're going to do Dragon Ball Z, read the colored manga from the beginning of Z up to when Frieza dies. So the end of the Frieza saga, because that's that, in my opinion, is the best portion. Okay. Because that's where you get to learn about the history of Goku's race, the the aliens that were holding them down, and the conclusion to that, that basically the history of that character and their lives, where the other, like the Android saga, the Cell saga, the Boo saga, all those are just like villains thrown in there as obstacles for them just to have their lives, where Frieza and his henchmen, all that interfered with Goku whose actual history of his race, his planet, the actual characters, where the other ones are just afterthoughts. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, I, I uh, Frieza, the character, does have, like, a bit of a role in this movie. And I do think, like, as far as Dragon Ball villains go, you're right, Frieza is kind of one of the more compelling villains because unbeknownst to Goku and the rest of, like, his family he's he's actually like part of Goku's history and he's part of like the Saiyan's history mm -hmm. so you're right like by the time Dragon Ball Z builds up to they go to Namek the Namekian homeworld and by the time they like Goku finds them and they fight and everything it's kind of a conclusion of Frieza who's kind of a he's like a, a militaristic dictator over his people like he just conquers worlds and then moves on to the next one and then uses them to conquer more worlds it kind of puts an end to all yeah. that and he is you're right he's a better villain than some of the like dragon ball z literally ends with just villains landing on earth being like hey i'm here to fight a strong guy and there <laughs> there isn't really like much more motivation than that I don't know. I, I like I like Frieza. I'm not a big Broly fan. I'm, I thought this. I thought it was neat that they decided to go back and kind of give them more of a backstory and a reason for why they should be fighting. In so in this movie, we'll get right to the beginning of it where it says 41 years ago, and that's where it, they just start not retconning right away, but almost where you go back to the planet Vegeta and King Cold arrives with Frieza and says to his guys. Hey, or says to the Saiyans, hey, this is my son, Frieza. You've never met him. He's going to be in charge of your planet now. 
Frieza points out, oh, you have snipers in those buildings. I don't know why Saiyans would have guns because they don't really use blasters. It just doesn't make any sense. They okay. all overreact to Frieza. It's it's all over the top. Frieza gives them scatter. So he's basically taking, hey, do you remember this item from the series? It's member berries where here's a scouter. This is what it does. Yeah. So Frieza's in charge of them. And then it cuts to King Vegeta looking at his baby, like baby Vegeta in a, in a pod that it's almost like they want to be the matrix where their kids are growing up in all these pods showing the stronger ones are at the top. And he freaks out because he sees another baby in a pod with them. Vegeta's at the top and then there's a ring of all these other ones and he freaks out because Broly's in one but like did did that baby just appear and he's just noticing him because there's a bunch of other babies in that circle as well on the pedestal before just the standard babies what I got out of that was King Vegeta his son Prince Vegeta is in like yeah you're right like this kind of like special area for like the elite Saiyans but it's presumed that Vegeta is going to be an elite warrior just because of his parentage. Paragus is kind of like more of a lowly character who has a child who I, 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 I'm a, the child somehow is like scanned as having a lot of potential. So Paragus kind of assumes that like his child Broly should be put in that area, not be, not because of his birthright, but because of like his potential. King Vegeta is just like kind of shows like kind of the classism of how the planet works. Like you don't deserve to be up here. Like get you and your, your bum son. (laughs) More or less. And the whole thing is King Vegeta gets mad because Broly might have a higher power. Even in the Dragon Ball comics and TV show, they never specified that they knew the kids would be powerful based on a dormant ability or dormant power. They only knew based on looking at their power level as it was this is where this is the first retcon that i want to talk about because in the original um broly movie you see broly as a baby side by side with baby goku so they're they were born on the exact same day and that's Mm -hmm. why broly hates goku in the original movie is because goku's crying disturb broly and broly would get mad about it so right there i'm going to say this is one of the reasons why (laughs) the dragon balls Super Broly movie does a better job than some of the original media because it gives Broly kind of a more of a reason to be upset at Goku or he's not even upset at Goku. He's upset at he's he's raised to hold a grudge against um, Vegeta's bloodline because of King Vegeta looking down on him and his father. I wouldn't even say that Broly's raised to have a grudge. It's Paragus who has the grudge the whole time and Broly is just being told what to do. Paragus holds the grudge and he's kind of raised his son Broly to carry on yeah. the grudge, which I, I think is a more compelling reason for characters to to yell and power up and punch each other then when he was a baby he cried and it kept me up <laughs> in the original movie i'm gonna see i haven't watched in a while but if i remember correctly they go in a they try to assassinate broly so they pick him up by the leg in the original movie and they stab him with a knife to kill the baby oh yeah so sense. and Paragus, I believe that they try and kill him too because he was trying to stop them. And then when Planet Vegeta blew up, they were still on the planet. And Broly's pure anger bubble, like put a bubble around them and let them float through space. <laughs> you, you need to see the first movie to really appreciate how, in my opinion, how much better it is than this retelling of the story. Oh, yeah, no. in, in this movie, <laughs> they shoot Broly to another planet, which I guess. So Paragus and Broly are like exiled, basically. From planet vegeta 
Paragus decides to like go to a very dangerous planet to train and raise his son on. Yeah, Paragus flies through a, a stained glass window. I don't know why I have that in my notes, but it was this very nice Saiyan crafted stained glass window. They shot Broly onto planet, I think it was Vampa or something stupid. Paragus gets in a ship with another guy. It's like, oh, we're going to go find him. And he's like, oh, he, we're behind him by two days. I don't know why the kid's spaceship is faster than theirs. One of the big things about Dragon Ball as well is none of the fathers, and they actually touch on this as well, none of the fathers really care about their kids. The, the dads yeah. aren't really there to raise them. So the fact that Paragus is so like protective of Broly, I, it's just, I guess it's his fatherhood. That's part of his story. But they're on the planet and they're killing these big bug things. And I guess they eat them. Broly yeah. makes friends with, a, I call it, I have in my notes as a crater fox. Yeah, there's, so there's like, there's like a large predatory animal living on the planet with them. Broly starts developing his powers so much that he start like this animal's described as being like, incredibly dangerous and like the apex predator on the planet and then broly starts to become so powerful that the animal starts to like view and respect him as like an as like a uh like a contemporary almost like the the this super deadly dangerous animal looks at broly and goes all right i'm like i'm not gonna mess with you because you're you're just as dangerous or deadly so they kind of he develops like a bond with this super dangerous animal after we see that bond, they immediately, I don't know if, those, if they show the bond right away, but they cut five years later, which is a little bit after Goku was born on the planet. And that's where you get to see my favorite character from Dragon Ball, which is Bardock, his father. And they mm-hmm. retcon that character to make him pointless to this entire franchise because in um the first tv movie special you see bardock's entire crew killed by frieza's guys right before frieza's going to earth bardock almost dies from them but he also is given a power to be able to see the future so he sees the destruction of his planet he sees what frieza's doing he knows what's going to happen he has a sweet red bandana yeah he has just his armor is supposed to be tank top style armor but he doesn't have any of this his character is now pushed to the side he doesn't matter he he goes and sees his wife who i think this is where they just introduced goku's mom for the first time and bardock goes full marlon brando and goes honey we have to send our child to earth something bad is gonna happen nobody believes me yeah like it did it does give like a quick summary of like how goku winds up on earth but i didn't mind that it was so quick because it's not like you said it's not the bardock movie it's the broly movie so I'm kind of glad to see that they they focused on his origin story and it did like I was worried that they were going to explain all of Goku's stuff and then Bardock and his father were just going to be a side story in their own movie. Like I thought it was neat that they got focused on when they cut to Frieza destroying the planet. You do get to see Bardock shooting his his fireball. I can't remember what it's called at uh, Frieza's death ball. They, they don't explain mm-hmm. why Bardock is up in the sky trying to stop Frieza because it just literally snaps to him. It's like, oh, Bardock's up there fighting. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball and that character, you know how much stuff you're missing. And they did a second Bardock special, which is ruined the character further than what this movie did, where when Bardock got hit by that death ball, he didn't just die, but he got teleported back into time on the planet Vegeta where Frieza's ancestor Chill like tries to fight off the alien race that originally lived there and Bardock becomes the first Super Saiyan in history of all the Saiyans because 
he is the first Saiyan now in existence. What movie is this? I did not. Yeah, this, I didn't know any this of this. Is, this is the Bardock grandfather paradox movie where he's the first Saiyan. He went back in time. It's let's let's make more fucking toys for all the kids to be able to buy. Bardock gets yellow hair. You get yellow hair. See, I didn't know that movie existed. I was aware of the Bardock movie that explains just how exactly cloned Goku is from Superman. I, I believe that Bardock <laughs> movie, the only way you could watch it in North America was it was on the disc for Dragon Ball Z Connect on the Xbox 360. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the planet blows up. Fuck the history of Dragon Ball. They flash forward to like Raditz and Vegeta being told on another planet that, hey, all the Saiyans are gone. They mention to Rats like, hey, don't you have a younger brother? But then they say to Vegeta, don't you have a younger brother too? I thought that Vegeta's brother was older than him. So I don't know if that was retconned or if I just misunderstood that character because... I, I see that. I, I, I do remember that from the movie. Was Vegeta's brother ever... Is he ever shown in the series? He's in a... I think it's like a jump special. Like it's a special movie. And I want to say he might have been in one of the... He wasn't in Battle of Gods. He might have been in Resurrection F. I, I also can't remember because that was just a, that was just okay. a character that I'm a hundred percent sure it was only made. He was only made because his name is Tabble, which means when you have Vegeta and Tabble, it's vegetable. And I think they just wanted to. <laughs> to like just finish the yeah it, it's a throwaway character yeah. it was for more i'm gonna always say it's for more toys more merchandise more money so in my notes i have dragon ball super question mark and then i put more like dragon ball stupid i i get it um Again, like I didn't mind the changes so much. I thought it was kind of made it a bit easier to get into. And it is a little bit intimidating when they're like, oh, we're making it. Uh, we're making a movie about Broly. And then that character's history is you have to go back and watch three different Dragon Ball Z movies. And then none of them matter any more anyways, because this is a complete retcon of the character. I would I would tell people don't even watch like the third Broly movie. You don't have to watch that ever. The bio Broly. But the first yeah. two, I would say don't watch them because then you'll just be like, you'll get mad. Be like, Broly was a badass character and they somehow ruined him. But I feel with Dragon Ball Super, they're ruining almost all the characters. When it skips to Vegeta and Goku, like fighting each other, hanging out on this island that they have to specify. This island's really far away from like the nearest city, like so they can fight as much as they want out here. The Goku and yeah. Vegeta, like their dialogue between each other, the music in the background. I sat there thinking this sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog cutscene, like from Sonic Adventure. Oh, and no. yeah, just it's the tone of Dragon Ball has has totally shift from where it was, even from the original Dragon Ball, where it was about the fighting, the martial arts tournament, characters killing each other. In this movie, a couple of people die, but it's it's never you're never worried about the characters getting hurt at this point. It's it's all progression for I, I don't even want to say the narrative because maybe if I had watched the the Dragon Ball Super, I might have enjoyed this more from all the other stuff that mm -hmm. they've changed over time. It's just as a Dragon Ball Z fan, you just get mad watching. Well, this is like me watching it. I'm glad I read the little synopsis about what Super was about and the other two movies, because all you all you really need to know from Super is Frieza is back to life. He's holding a grudge against Goku and Vegeta still. And Goku and Vegeta have now found some ancient 
he's like a god of war or a god of destruction or something who they've kind of befriended because he promises that or like he's a higher power level than them so they're teamed up to start training with this god to challenge each other to see if they can finally settle once and for all who the strongest fighter is so that's all you really need to know going into broly like broly starts with goku and vegeta training under this this god and then frieza who now has frieza who has like refound broly and his father now recognizes how powerful broly is and has decided to like come to earth take the dragon balls and basically drop broly off to get his revenge on vegeta when frieza goes to earth what was his main plan other than killing goku it was to gather the dragon balls so he could wish to grow five centimeters over time oh no that was it yeah. wasn't it? and before that bulma had been using the dragon balls every year to wish herself five years younger that's right oh my god and, <laughs> that's right and then which I, I guess, like, you're right, like, the show is made for a younger audience, so, like, that is kind of supposed to be a bit of a joke. But I think it's kind of also, like, a wink and a nod to the audience being, like, how many times have you seen the Dragon Balls used for, like, really selfish reasons or, like, you know what I mean? Like, for the, especially for the power the Dragon Balls have, they're always used just to, like, clean up a mess. Like, they're never used in a very creative aspect. It's always just hey, we decided to have a fight over the Dragon Balls and that fight inadvertently killed 100 million people. <laughs> so now that one person did get the Dragon Balls, can we just wish for those 100 million people back? And it's like, well, how about just don't fight each other in the first place and you don't even need that wish. Yeah. So I thought it would, I, I, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's silly and stuff, but I didn't mind the fact that Bulma used it for like a really selfish immature reason without telling anyone and then in turn frieza just wants to use it for the exact same thing he just wants to use it for his own vanity when we're back at frieza's spaceship and they're talking to broly we find out that his he has like i have it written down his as his grunge waist sweater is his box friend's yep. ear that paragus chopped off with a laser beam Yes. And this is where you find out that Broly, in essence, he, Broly is a little bitch. He gets, he's, he's a dog on a collar that gets shocked when he misbehaves. Yes. So this is the point where we can just jump right into when they go to the Arctic to fight. So, be sorry, before we get into the fight scene. So, yeah, you're right. So the changes between Paragus and Broly in the original movies, Broly doesn't really talk. He just kind of stands behind Paragus and looks sad. In this movie, they're kind of like more of a, it's like a team effort. But yeah, you're right. Like he he has the shock collar on and he is like a product of his father's training. Like he, it, he's shown in the movie that like he wants to live a life and he wants to make friends and he wants to do all these things, but he's also bound to like honoring and respecting his father. Who's basically committed to the idea that he can train his son into a powerful enough warrior to finally get revenge on Vegeta's bloodline. That makes me want to ask you a question. Does Broly like his dad knowing that he is consistently shocking him i think i think broly doesn't know any better i think broly kind of thinks that's like what love is but uh, i can't remember the names of it's like the what were they pirates or whatever that rescue broly they're um 
Frieza is a bad person. Every single product of Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball Super, Frieza's guys are 100% bad. There is no good. There is no middle ground. They are all bad. Not a single person on Frieza's crew turns into a good guy. Anywhere down the road, they're mm-hmm. all evil. So he has this girl and this, like I think she mentions him like to be an old man. These two aliens. Yeah, he's kind of like that. Who yeah. are, they're not bad. So let's put let's put them in. I have no idea why. Well, this is see, I didn't mind that because I I kind of enjoyed the I thought it was I always liked the idea that Frieza's like lineage, the whole idea behind them was he's like a super powerful being, but he can't be everywhere at once. So he would conquer a world and enslave it and then basically use whoever survives or whoever he deems worthy. He would absorb them into like kind of like a makeshift army that he uses to like enforce his will over like his portion of the conquered universe. So I kind of like the fact that like no one, I know they're all kind of shown as being bad guys, but I liked I kind of liked the look into the Frieza force or the Frieza army, where at its heart, it's just made up of people that Frieza has killed their family and they have no choice but to work for Frieza. So I kind of thought it was neat that it, it introduced a couple of Frieza force characters as just everyday people just trying to get through, trying to get on with their lives, but they're kind of forced to work for Frieza. Yeah, it it that pulled parallels from the newer Star Wars. Well, I've only seen one of them, but the newer Star Wars movies where the stormtroopers yeah. don't really, some of them don't really want to be there like Finn. So th- these are the Finn of the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah, exactly. So they, they, you're right. Like technically they are bad guys, but it does, it kind of paints them with something other than like, a black or white brush like it looks at them like no there's shades of gray here like sure they work for a horrific genocidal despot but they're also just people where like their planet's been destroyed or their planet's been turned into like a, a war machine to keep giving frieza power and it's just these people that are just trying to get through with their lives so i thought that was neat Okay, so yeah, getting into it, Frieza has assembled the Dragon Balls on Earth in secret, and he's now landed in, it's the North Pole or the South Pole, it's like an Arctic environment. He's about to summon the dragon, Uh, he has like his arm, he has his army with him and everything, and then Vegeta and Goku are alerted that he's back on Earth, and they decide to go investigate. Goku and Vegeta show up and they fight Brawly. (laughs) Yeah, which is basically the climax of the movie like it the movie gives some like insight into broly's history and it decides to retcon a bunch of stuff which i didn't mind but what did you think of so i haven't seen any dragon ball stuff after z so i haven't seen like a dragon ball fight in 20 years since z ended what did you think of like the choreography or the cinematography of the fight scenes of the new dragon ball well in my notes, I have Vegeta starts fighting Broly, which this is the only as- aspect that I liked of the movie where Broly, they, Paragus doesn't know what a Super Saiyan is. Vegeta first fights Broly and then realizes I need to go Super Saiyan to be able to defeat him. Paragus is like, oh shit, what is this? And Frieza's like, oh, Broly doesn't go Super Saiyan. One of the things about Saiyans is that after a fight, they get stronger, but they need time to heal up to recuperate. Actually, sorry, they get stronger after the brink of death, if you go by like Dragon Ball lore. So I guess Broly just keeps on almost dying, and then immediately he's fine and he can get stronger, which is the only 
only way you could have driven his character in order to get stronger because in the in the original Dragon Ball movie for Broly, he is the legendary Super Saiyan. He is stronger than everybody off the bat. This one, he increasingly gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So Vegeta basically is fighting him and realizes like, oh, I'm I'm kind of tired. I don't have enough power. Goku, pass me a Sensu Bean. No, Goku's going to fight Broly now. As he's fighting Broly in the scene is the first thing I didn't like, which we get first person Broly's perspective. I that was yeah, that was one of the only parts of the movie or that was like one of the only parts of the fight scene where I was like, don't don't do the first person shooter stuff like I, I hate that perspective. Yeah, and, and it didn't work. And I hated it. I was like, oh, did did The Rock say maybe this would be a good idea for your movie, guys? It, it worked in Doom, right? <laughs> Let's do it in Dragon Ball. And the only thing I could think of, it was a nice way like it lasted not that long because all you see from Broly are what like his elbows down. So you don't have to animate too much other than these fists just swinging it and hitting Goku. Yeah. Which Broly starts to kick the shit out of Goku and then they steal a scene from the first Avengers movie, I think, where the Hulk takes Loki and just smacks him off the ground over and over and over and over. Yeah, so this, I kind of thought this was interesting. I I didn't mind the, I liked the fighting. I thought the fight with Vegeta was well done because it kind of showed how casual Vegeta took the fight. And then it showed how as the fight went on, Vegeta kind of started to take it more serious. And he started like, instead of being like very flippant in his fighting style, where like he was, I think at the start of the fight, Vegeta's like has his arms crossed and he's dodging his punches. And then Vegeta actually has to like use some technique to the fight. And then you see Vegeta start to actually like increase his physical like he starts powering or charging himself up to get to a power level where he can maintain fighting with Broly and it, it kind of had a neat back and forth between you know Vegeta's faster and more skilled than Broly but then Broly starts to learn and Broly starts to power up and then Vegeta's like okay I, I need to start putting some effort into this and it was a neat back and forth but by the time their fight is over and Goku steps in yeah like v- Broly is completely hulked out and he's just like savagely beating Goku like that fight just starts with Broly just kicking the shit and I don't even think Paragus had been killed by Frieza at that point in order to enrage him, wasn't? No, that would that so Broly isn't even a Super Saiyan yet. He's literally just as he's kind of getting into the rhythm and the flow of the fight, Goku and Vegeta are realizing like this guy is a lot more serious than we initially took him for. So Broly's entire like character where he was raised to basically get revenge for his father on Vegeta you start to see like that bear fruit and you start to see like where all the training and and everything has taken hold and he's pretty much got Vegeta and Goku on the ropes after Goku slammed into the ground which it the animation wasn't great but then we start seeing lots of CG animation where most of it looked like it was hand-drawn but then you get such a big chunk of CG where you can tell and you can tell badly. And I sat there thinking, this CG animation looks horrible. The 2017-18 Berserk TV series looked better. And that is known for having just god-awful CG. Yeah, you're right. Like, it, it is animation. And then there are sections of the fighting where it switches over to, like, computer like digital animation that's using like kind of a cell art style to look like animation cells 
but it starts going so fast and it starts having, it starts getting so busy and so fast that you're like, this isn't, this isn't like true animation. Like this is all digital and you're right. Like it doesn't have a good flow to it. And it really kind of steps you out of the series or it steps you out of the fight anyways. And with that CG comes this moment where there's so much energy going on that they break time and space itself and they start fighting in the kaleidoscope. Yeah, that I didn't know. I'm sitting there watching it be like, okay, I don't like they're sitting there fighting each other. Yes. But now it's at the point where I guess we're supposed to be like, oh, they're so strong. They broke into another dimension. And then like the pause in that fight is they hit each other again. I can't remember what happened, but they they break back into the standard back into their reality. And this is where you kind of I think this is where um, Paragus dies. And you finally, after almost an hour and a half, get to see Broly. He rips off. I can't remember if he was wearing a shirt or armor, but he rips off his shirt. So he's just like topless and he's starting to look like the original Broly. There's a few scenes where like he's charging up and it's a shot for shot that mimics. I think it's the first Broly movie. Like it's literally the same pose. The, the same the same mm-hmm. power up and this is after he's gone super sane because yeah like you said frieza needs to push him in order to be able to get him to transform to give him even more power because pericus has said he's not going to get stronger than what he is now yeah so while the fight's going on pericus is standing beside frieza kind of talking about how strong his son is and not realizing that vegeta and goku have ascended to like a higher level of power and that he's he's pretty much sure that Broly has hit a, he's hit a wall and that this is basically what his potent, where his potential ends. And Freeze is watching the fight and seeing that it's kind of like emotional trauma that's pushing Broly and that to get Broly to break through, you just need to keep basically hurting him, not physically, but emotionally. So while the fight's going on, Frieza kills Broly's father and then draws attention to it, saying, Broly, look what happened to your father during the fight. They killed your father. Which gets to an amazing scene. I think one of my favorites where Goku and Vegeta now know that they need to do something in order to be able to beat Broly. And they kind of lead Broly into Frieza, jump over, and then do instant transmission to go to Piccolo. And for well over an hour of in-universe time, Broly beats the shit out of Frieza. Vegeta and Goku are now fighting. At this point, Broly's now Super Saiyan. And Vegeta and Goku are, are fighting him. And they... Yeah, they realize like they have to stop fighting and they have to come up with a plan because in a physical fight, Broly can't be beat. They basically, yeah, just drop Broly on Frieza's lap and then teleport away. Now, what did you think about them bringing back the fusion? That's concept that the fusion concept for the dance for goku and vegeta was only from a movie as well so that never appeared in proper canon for dragon ball but the concept of of there being a special dance to fuse two characters together that is from dragon ball yeah that's from when goten and trunks did it but the whole reason yeah one of the rules for the the fusion dance is they had to be relatively the same height so it had to be a a good fusion where goten and trunks I think Trunks is a little bit taller than Goten as well. But that was one of the reasons why it technically wouldn't work with them is because they didn't meet the specifications to do a proper fusion. And it became like a what if movie scenario. 
and they they yeah. ripped it out of the movie like they did fat gogeta they did skinny old gogeta so they definitely took um liberties from a f- two or i think two or three movies with just different little plot threads or scenes to kind of throw it into this i didn't mind the the fusion aspect of it but yeah so the the rules of fusion are when you fuse when you do the dance and fuse with another character you're you're in like a combined form for 15 minutes or 20 minutes I think it was half an hour half an hour so they basically they as they're trying to learn the fusion dance they they screw up a few times and yeah like you said as they're waiting down this half hour timer until they separate and they can try again, it just keeps cutting to the fact that for like an hour, yeah, for like 90 minutes, Broly is just punching the living hell out of Frieza in the North Pole. (laughs) And then that's when we hit like the Dragon Ball ending where the fused character of Vegeta and Goku, whose name is Gogeta, Gogeta teleports back to the North Pole and then finishes the fight with Broly, but does but in this one, he doesn't kill him. Nope. Instead, the two good Frieza henchmen steal the Dragon Balls and wish for them to send or wish for the dragon to send Broly back to the planet that he was found on. Yes. Which is, a, I'm going to say, a massive cop out because I'm going to hit those old, the old Broly movies. He dies in all of his other movies because he's not a yeah. canon character. When it comes to the Dragon Ball Z movies, those are one off characters. They're one and done. But now that Broly's being yeah. sucked into proper canon, you need to keep him around. Because one, he only went Super Saiyan. So I guarantee you, he's going to go Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. And I think the other one's like Ultra Instinct. So I think that there's th- there's probably three or four or five Super Saiyan forms. We saw the pink haired one. We saw the blue haired one. And there's a silver haired one as well. And I think yeah, there's might be yeah. some more. And they didn't do the silver-haired one because apparently that one's more powerful than what Broly could have even have been in this movie. Yeah, so I, after watching this movie, um, I kind of went on some fan sites to kind of read because I, I had a feeling it was going to upset you and I kind of wanted to get a, a general vibe of what some, like, some of the other diehard Dragon Ball guys thought of it. So I went on a few things and read some other you know critiques and criticisms of it and that was one of them was a lot of fans think that they're saving Broly to to do more with him or maybe even make him slightly turn him into like a protagonist role or not so much a protagonist but like maybe turn him more into a good guy character that they you know the next bad guy they meet they might need help and then Broly is there which if you look at Dragon Ball history there's at least one antagonist from every single arc that turns into a good guy like the original dragon ball yamcha was a bad guy at first well he was a like a wasteland pirate he becomes a good guy um piccolo becomes a good guy vegeta becomes a good guy uh what's after that would be an android becomes a good guy imagine boo becomes Uh, yeah like it's it's so it's so predictable i just have in my notes all the people i just named is wolverine Yamcha's Wolverine, Piccolo's Wolverine, or or yeah, Deadpool. They're just which, they're that, all just these edgy, cool people who were like maybe bad but are now like super good. I liked Vegeta in that role. I thought Vegeta was kind of an anti-Goku, and he kind of was as powerful or maybe a little less powerful than Goku, but he always got there a different route. So like Vegeta kind of shunned his family, whereas Goku embraced them. 
Vegeta always thought it was like his bloodline that gave him power where Goku always thought it was his training and his ability to seek out people and find people to help him train is where he drew his power. I kind of like how they dropped Piccolo from that role and then Piccolo became kind of like a a father figure to Gohan, Gohan during all the times that Goku was in the afterworld. So I didn't mind how some of the characters evolved, but like by the end of it, like they don't really do anything with the androids. Like they exist, but that's about it. Majin Buu is just kind of like a joke. So they could have killed Broly. I don't see there being a reason for him to stick around. From what I read online, a lot of fans are... I haven't seen anything that says they're doing anything more with Dragon Ball. As far as I know, at at the time of us recording this, I haven't found anything online saying that there's another Dragon Ball movie coming out or that they're going to do more episodes for the Dragon Ball Super series, which is where these movies take place. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they have a plan or not. At the end, they teleport... Broly to the plant he came to the two Frieza guys go to live with him and then Goku says hey I can see his power and teleports there to give them some capsules that have like a house and supplies in it Broly like sees Goku there and just kind of like stands there dumbfounded where Broly would normally just go into an all-out rage and start trying to beat the shit out of Goku so uh, that like even that to me is very out of character from the previous iterations of Broly I didn't mind it because it kind of showed Broly realizing that he was raised just as kind of like a an instrument for his father to get revenge and now he's kind of has his own life and he's taking charge of his own destiny and Goku basically now gets a chance to actually introduce himself and be like look like I'm I don't want to be your enemy I'd rather be your friend here's a bunch of supplies if you want to live here on your own that's totally cool if you ever want to like fight and train together because that's Goku's whole <laughs> character in a, in a nutshell is oh wow we should fight yeah it's like oh wow a new opponent with a high battle power i, I want to fight you someday i didn't mind it i i don't know what they're going to do next with dragon ball z but if this is this movie is any indication as to what dragon ball super is like or dragon ball resurrection f or the other one battle of the gods uh i don't know i i think they could definitely draw in some new fans or maybe even bring back some old fans to see just to kind of say like check out what we're working on now and and stuff yeah it's 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 a good spot for people to come in (laughs) or it's good for fans who don't mind the new style watch it if you're a dragon ball fan to make your own conclusions yeah this movie i could see how it it would kind of frustrate some of the original fans but i think it just kind of shows they're trying to do something with the franchise and they're trying to like make it enjoyable for old fans and new alike. So for my ranking, I'll do a quick recap. Number one is the shadow. Number two is far cry. Number three is fair game. Number four is miracle mile. Number five is comic villains. Number six is dead weekend. Number seven is jaws three and eighth is bodily harm in my top 10. And this has to go in the top 10 because we don't have enough movies to fill it yet. This would go right after Jaws 3. So it would become my number eight, just right above bodily harm. Because bodily harm okay. is a big piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're, you're my number eight. I hate you. So just give me a quick recap where my movies are. Number one is Miracle Mile. Number two is mm-hmm. Fair Game. Number three is The Shadow. Number four is Jaws 3. Number five is Far Cry. So for my rankings, I would 
I would put this in number five, right above Far Cry. Uh, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. It was fun. Didn't It didn't frustrate me as much as it frustrated you. The fight scenes and some of the choreography and art for the fight was really, really good. Although it does get a little over stylized and there are some jumps where it cuts from in animation style and i don't this movie wasn't released in 3d was it no i think that's a dead thing <laughs> but no it wasn't yeah i was trying because some of the digital like uh art cell style animation did look a little bit jarring where like things got a little too clean and a little too fast paced but other than that i i thought it was fun so for our next two episodes that are going to be one after another, I don't know. I know you know what the movies are, but I don't know if you know what order they're in. No, I, I would I would like to watch them in the order that they were released, like the chronological order. of them. Yeah. So the first one is going to be The Bronx Warriors, which is from 1982. And the second one is going to be Escape from the Bronx, which is from 1983. And I am so looking forward to these movies. I, I will say one thing. Great. They are. <laughs> Well, most likely will feature some very, very, very dated ideas of sexuality. They are, if you have any interest or enjoyed the New Barbarians, I think this will be right up your alley. And if you don't know what the New Barbarians is, make sure you check out patreon.com forward slash iconic garbage, where you can listen to our Patreon episode. Yeah, it's a it's a Patreon movie review we did. We Spoiler alert, we both love that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. If you liked New Barbarians, uh, you'll get a kick out of these because they take place in the same universe. Well, that is this episode. Fuck you, Dragon Ball. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I shall never watch another new Dragon Ball movie ever again. R.I.P. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I am now the world's biggest Dragon Ball fan, so I will push more Dragon Ball onto Adam. Can we please review? Do you want to do an episode by episode review of Super? I think it's like 200 episodes or something insane. I am out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> As always, you can find us online through our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, both at a kind of garbage. You can also email us at a kind of garbage at gmail.com with any questions or comments you may have. Be sure to check us out at a kind of garbage.com where you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages, as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash a kind of garbage where you can get access to our private Discord channel and Patreon exclusive podcasts. Thank you again for joining us and be sure to tune in next time. I have done nothing new since the last time we have talked. I hung out in my back patio and put up new lattice work, and I now have a sunburn on my arms, and it really hurts. Jesus. Yeah, we're, uh, this is all being filmed still in the during the COVID-19 pandemic slash self-quarantine timeline. Uh, and now added to that, I think we touched briefly on one of our older podcasts that there was like some social unrest going on in the States um, that has turned into full blown. <laughs> it's fucking right. <laughs> yeah. It's race riots now. I shouldn't laugh because uh, I don't mean to laugh, but like, Oh my God. It's no, it's like, like 
it's justified. Oh, like, not that it's justified. A joke. Yeah, it's not it. It's not a joke or funny. It's just yeah. This year has been exhausting, and uh, we're halfway through <laughs> it. Just, we're halfway through it, and honestly, like Christmas might just bring an asteroid to kill us all. Like this is it's insane how wild this is getting. Uh, yeah, so there was obviously uh, Black Lives Matters protests all throughout the states and uh, up here in Canada. There was some. I know there was some in the United Kingdom, in Europe, and in Australia. It's huge, and we still have the 2020 presidential elections to look forward to at the end of the year. Which, if this the first half of this year has been any indication, they will be incredibly controversial, and uh, we'll see what happens.